Welcome back to the EPL Boys podcast. This is JD and not Matt because Matt is on his goddamn honeymoon and uh, he is not in the country to record episodes for the next two weeks, I think. Um, but yes, yeah, so you, you got just me and uh, a, a plethora of guests over the next couple of weeks. And um, let me introduce our first guest uh, for the EPL Boys for the new season, Connor from Soccerheads. How are you doing, man? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. I'm pretty hyped that um, I'm the first guest to replace Matt during his hiatus. But good for I him. Know. Congratulations. I'm glad that he, uh, you know, finally got to take you. Telling me it's been long due. Yeah, th- th- this feels like Jeopardy. You know how they like they were they're like testing out new hosts. I like I feel like one of the new hosts, but I feel like with we're like testing out new new replacements <laughs> for Matt. You know, I, I know he's having a great time in Europe right now, but watch out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I I am so excited for this new Premier League season, mostly. Like I I I've just the like the past couple of weeks, man, like the summer, like summer's been great overall, you know, all the news and stuff, but I've just missed soccer. I well, I mean so, I love the MLS, but I miss the EP, the, the Premier League. Yeah. I've been thinking that too. It's it's I don't know if I get this exact same feeling every year, but this year for some reason it feels different. I don't know why. Maybe I was thinking, I hate to bring this word up, but COVID, maybe this is the first full year that like we know we're good. Nothing will happen. Yep. And just a few months away is the World Cup. I mean, that's going to play heavy into the beginning of the season and, you know, the second half of the season as well. So I think people really have that on their minds, especially in the, the Premier League, all the top leagues where they have a lot of players playing in the World Cup, wanting game time, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's, I, I hate that the world cup wasn't this past summer. I hate it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of interesting storylines in the, not only the premier league, just, you know, soccer in general with players that, you know, they're trying to play to get that spot in the world cup. So I, you know, a guy like Weston McKenney for, for one thing, like for the U S men's national team, he's out injured for a couple of weeks and I, I it's just premier league talk, but what has he got to do to get into the Juventus squad once he's fit again? Because I, if he's not playing for Juventus, I don't, I, I see him obviously going to the world cup, but I don't think he overtakes Adams or Musa. Uh, so I, I don't know that that's a topic for another day, but that's the kind of, I think they like him over there in Juventus. I really do. They yeah. That Allegri he's there right now. Um, he's been playing McKinney when he's been healthy, but he has been injured so often. He had, some ankle foot injury, I forget exactly what it was, ended, you know, two, three months of the season last season. So a lot of these American players, they have been having injury problems. Pulisic and, you know, McKinney. Reina, but Reina, yeah. Rain, oh, my God. Reina, yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, but that's, like, that's an easy example of, like, having that midseason World Cup is so, is is interesting. I hate it, yeah. but it's, it's going to be interesting. I like, know. And it's one of those things where it's just, like, try to – you have to like it it's like it's happening so you're like all right we got to be all for this so that's like just the best way to approach it it's going to be very different yeah it's it's going to be weird to have somewhat of a break to the premier league so i don't know but either way the premier league kicks off i i think we're going to record or yeah i'm going to release this episode probably thursday um because we're recording wednesday night so that gives a time because the first game of the Premier League season, Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Crystal Palace hosting Arsenal on Friday. I am excited for this game for many reasons. Um, I am a bona fide Arsenal hater, to be honest. But at the same, in the same way, I'm a bona fide Spurs hater in, in the exact same way. So I, I just hate both teams. But you have to give it to Arsenal. With their transfers this summer, I, I mean – to preview the game, I think Palace losing Connor Gallagher is huge. They didn't get him on a permanent. 
I, Patrick Vieira, he is a great manager, and I think he can do a lot with this Palace team going forward if they give him the funds, if they give him the time. But in this matchup, start of the start of the season, Arsenal, Gabby, Gabby Jesus up top. I think he scores two. I think this is an easy 3-0 victory for Arsenal. What are you thinking, Connor? Yeah, so two things first. Um, I was thinking, okay, got to really get into this Premier League mode because at Soccer Heads, we're going to be um, previewing it probably next week. So we won't get it before these first games, but... I was like, you know, I have to put a couple hours in to really research and make sure I know all the signings and everything like that. And still, it's impossible. So many things going on this summer. Um, so I was like, what, where can I get some good info on the Premier League? And I was like, I got to listen to the new EPL Boys episode. Like, genuinely, like, you guys are very knowledgeable. And <laughs> I was like, dead a good after tool that last episode. <laughs> the two-hour-long episode, I was dead after that. I know, yeah. You you were having some bevs. I could definitely tell that Matt was um, you know, doing his directing and you know, asking a lot of good <laughs> questions. And so the second funny thing is I'm I am definitely an Arsenal fan. They're my team um in the Premier League. Um, but the funny thing is, like on the podcast, and I've liked Man United as a team so much, like just over the years. Like they're just so fun to root for and just they're a very interesting club. So it's like, I always say like my alter ego is just a man United fan or like I'm a closet man United fan. So <laughs> I can kind of replace Matt with his um, same, I can, I can definitely fanboy man United, but Arsenal is my team. I won't have that like pessimism, that funny pessimism that uh, Matt's so good with that for man United, but um, I'll try my best. I think Arsenal, the one name you forgot to mention for a signing a really big one is fabio vieira yeah they signed him from um the portuguese league i believe it was sporting and last season he had six goals 14 assists in the league i mean that's a facilitator perfect for the guy like uh gabriel jesus saka and uh martinelli they, if they just get beyond the lines fabio vieira has that pass for them i know you guys are really high on them the arsenal coming into the season yeah, I, I think Vieira was a great signing. I, I don't know too much about him, and I haven't heard too much about him in preseason. I know, I know they signed him a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just haven't heard too much about it. Um, I, he may have been playing. I haven't really been following Arsenal's preseason games other than yeah. Jesus just scored a bunch. But um, Exactly. Seems like he'll fit really well with with, with Martin Odegaard mm-hmm. in the captaincy. I think that's a good move. Um, granted, Xhaka's still there. I found that out today. I thought they sold him, honestly. I, I thought he left Arsenal. And I made a joke to somebody in a Discord I'm in. I literally was just like, oh, you don't have Xhaka, so you're not going to get you know, a 15th-minute red, red card. And one of the Arsenal fans is like, yeah. no, 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 no. He's probably going to start. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing. I think one really good thing Mikel Arteta has done so far is he's very like quickly found his guys and the ones that he's not a fan of, he's, you know, got rid of them, Lacazette um, and Aubameyang. So I think that's been really great for him because you can see the vision and there has been improvement. So, I mean, maybe he's just a really world-class manager, like in the making right now, or I mean, Arsenal have all the talent. They, Xhaka, I don't love him in the midfield. I mean, uh, hopefully Thomas Partey can really, really step up this season. I mean, he was class at Atletico Madrid. Hopefully, he can be the same here. I, I hope he, I hope he doesn't ever play in the Premier League again. Uh, did, did you hear about the news about him? No, so I actually didn't, and now I'm remembering from you guys brought it up. You didn't mention the name. <sighs> No, no, no. I, the way the way you said it, I, I knew you didn't know. So Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I was thinking about yeah, that. I don't, tease it off a pod, but, I don't yeah. well actually I don't know. Arsenal kind of played it off like he was fine, but I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about Yeah, we don't have to that. talk about it on here for sure, but yeah, yeah, I that's that's a whole other thing that I don't think either of us are qualified to talk about. Um but yeah, Thomas Party kind of he's either a piece of shit or um or I don't know if he I, plays, I think he'll be great, but you know, I got to look into it. Probably doesn't deserve to be playing, but I don't know yeah. if he's going to play. <laughs> that's yeah. tough, but yeah. yeah. Arsenal, you, you think they're going to win? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're going to win. Yeah. Hopefully I like the defense Arsenal has Salaba. He's coming in from loan. 
He's a young French talent. So I think with um, Tomiyasu, Tierney, Ben White, and Gabriel, that's pretty a pretty good back line in, in my mind with Aaron Ramsdale. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, probably like like 3-1, I think, because Crystal Palace, they're always just like you think they'll score way more goals than they actually do. You're like, oh, they always got these sick wingers that are like up and coming and Zaha, he's awesome, but they just haven't clicked enough to really like, you know, make a good push. Yeah, Zaha is that guy that will at this point never leave Crystal Palace. Um, he's never yeah. leaving, so he'll he'll always be there, and he'll he'll be good for a goal whenever you least expect it. But um, moving on to the next game, Saturday at seven thirty, and I'm pissed because I'll be I'll be in one of my favorite places. I I live in PA, and I love going to my one of my best friends' place in Maryland. And in the town he lives, there's this like bar beer distributor they it's called wine bar but um they has like tables and they and every you know weekend morning they they, they'll play all the premier league games because the owner is a is a united fan and you can get like charcuterie you can get beer on draft but it's actually like a beer distributor it's so weird i love the place and i love watching games there and i'm gonna be there on saturday morning but they're not open at 7 30 so i can't watch liverpool destroy and so they're always playing so early uh, yeah, I I don't know I I don't know I, I it is what it is what it is it's being played in England so it's the twelve thirty p.m. game there so you know gotcha. that is what it is but um seven thirty a.m. on the East Coast Liverpool Fulham um, I don't care that it's you know at Craven Cottage it doesn't matter the way the way Liverpool has prepared I wouldn't say their whole preseason but the way they prepared for this season. Yes, they lost 4-0 to United when they played all kids until the 60th minute and United started their starting lineup. So that's, you know, take that as you will. Darwin Nunes then goes and scores four goals in a game. And then they win the Community Shield against City. Darwin Nunes scoring not the winner, but the third goal. I I think Liverpool prepared really well for the season. And against Fulham with two young players that they bought from Fulham over the last few years in Fab- or, um, Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott. Not that either of those will make a huge impact in this game. I mean, maybe they will. I Maybe Elliott off the bench. But I just – I think this is going to be a cut and dry 3-0 win for Liverpool. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Liverpool should definitely win this. And, I mean, without just – having a weird feeling there's really no way on paper that um, Fulham can win this but the thing that does worry me a little bit about Fulham and I'm really interested to see is how well Mitrovic does this season because he scored an insane amount of goals he broke the record in the championship so like could he go on just a run where he gets 25 goals or so I mean he didn't do that well when he played previously in the Premier League but imagine if he's able to like carry Fulham that'd be funny yeah I I I think if you look to last season with Ivan Tony, where he scored what like 33 goals or something in the championship Mm -hmm. and then comes up to the Premier League and does okay I mean I think he had between 10 and 15 goals I don't know for sure but he, he did all right uh for just coming up with with Brentford um Mitrovic I think is a different player for one thing and then also he has the Premier League experience it's not like it's not like he's only played in the championship he's coming up for the first time Mitrovic has played in the Premier League a few seasons with both Newcastle and Fulham so I I don't know I don't know I think I think he'll do well I think he's a 10 goal a season striker in the Premier League but nothing else so I yes he could he could snag one against Liverpool for sure but for every one goal he scores, Liverpool's got three against this Fulham team. Yeah, the fact that Liverpool are able to play that community shield match and get some real intense minutes in them. So like preseason is pretty intense, but I never really take too much from preseason. Of, co- of course. Like some yeah. players are playing bad, some players are playing really good, and you're like, mm, I-, I can't really base too much off that. But it is interesting to see, but Liverpool having those minutes in their legs already. This is probably like a 3-0 Liverpool victory. I yeah. think, you know, it's hard to guess or think any other way. Any other way. Yeah, no, it's tough. But uh, we move on to a cup. Well, there's four 10 a.m. games on Saturday. We'll go to the first one. Burnmouth, Aston Villa. Burnmouth hosting 
Aston Villa, they're coming up from the championship. Again, Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. Um, I, the, I think Villa are interesting because they they made the Coutinho deal permanent, which I think was correct. That's what they should have done. And they they did it for like 18 million, which is nothing for a player of his quality. Burnmouth, I, I don't I didn't really see too much of what they did. I know that obviously they did some deals, but I, I just didn't really see it too much. Um I a villa away, I think, still probably takes Burnmouth here. I Burnmouth are a weird one because I just I, I just forget about them so easily without especially without Eddie Howe. Where where Eddie Howe's Burnmouth was so influential, and when they went down, it w- it was crushing for them. And I, I Eddie Howe is now back with Newcastle, and I think he's doing a great job. So I don't know how this Burnmouth is going to be, but I think Villa can probably sneak out a victory, maybe like a two one win away at Burnmouth. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Burnmouth are definitely my lock to go down and be relegated this season. It's just I've been seeing a lot of things on the internet. People have been saying that Bournemouth didn't really spend enough um, this summer and just kind of, I think they're number one in the odds to be, um, you know, the, you know, lock for being relegated. Um, so I don't have too much faith in Bournemouth and it really is interesting. The project that Steven Gerrard's putting together over at Aston Villa, like really interesting players like Leon Bailey, Philip Coutinho, um, I love their goalie, uh, Emiliano Martinez. He's awesome. So I do think that Aston Villa will get the dub here as well. Um, I, I think that it'll probably be like one nothing. Just feel a very cagey game, but Aston Villa's yeah. talent will come through. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. It, it'll be cagey. But um, we move on to the second 10 a.m. game on Saturday. Newcastle, Nottingham Forest. Newcastle are home, and I... I am interested in this game, but I'll, I'll go second. I, I've, I've gone first the first three times. So, Connor, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, Newcastle, they're a pretty interesting team because they have made some really good transfers. They've definitely gotten better um, under the new ownership from Saudi Arabia. So, Nottingham Forest, they're going to be a wild card this season. A lot of people think they can make a pretty good run. I think they can um, as well. Um, push into that you know potentially top 10 position so i think they're really even in this uh, matchup right now just because not not in four sometimes teams you see um teams that just get promoted they can have a spark game i don't think that'll happen for bournemouth but i do think that in forest will have you know kind of a we they don't know anybody better going into this game so they'll get it done probably two to one i think that could definitely be realistic yeah, um, I, I, I'm coming into this in a similar way where Newcastle have been doing very well over the last half year, honestly, since January. They've done so well. But Nottingham Forest, man, I, what they have done in the transfer market, they brought in Taiwo Awani. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Um, I only know him because he was on the books at Liverpool for like five years and never played once because they couldn't register him. Um, cause he, he, he didn't play enough national team, team games and he was too young. So they just, he couldn't get a work permit, but he was always super promising. And he was on loan the entire time. And last season he was in Germany and scored like 15 goals and Nottingham Forest got him to play alongside Ben Johnson. Who's a very, very promising young English striker slash winger. They also got Nico Williams for Liverpool, which I, I, I am sad that, Liverpool lost Nico Williams, but at the same time, he deserves to be playing. And he's he's one of those guys playing for a spot in the World Cup with Wales where he's been a regular. And if he's just going to sit on the bench, it, it's not going to help him. But he is going to star in this Nottingham Forest team as a wingback, as a right wingback. And I think their system is going to be so good. I just – with some of the signs they brought in, the system they play, I, I think first game in the Premier League in – however many years almost two decades i think they're gonna get a good draw away to newcastle i think it's gonna be like a one one cagey affair but just a great great first game back in the premier league for all the history they have and, and newcastle in the same way i think this is gonna be a good result so yeah alan saint maximum is so he's an awesome Elect- player to watch. he's always doing stuff yeah 
Yeah. But um, next up, we got Tottenham hosting Southampton also on Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, I think this is pretty easy. Uh, I There's not much to say for the for the result. I think Tottenham are going to destroy Southampton. I, I don't think it's not there's not much to say about that. Um, Tottenham's recruitment this summer has been pretty good. Um, getting in Gent from, I forget where he was from. I know he was on loan at Nottingham Forest. Was he from Middlesbrough? Yeah, yeah I think he was from Middlesbrough. But um, that's a good signing. Uh, I, I'm blanking on who else they brought in. But um, cool. Make, well, Tottenham, they brought in your boy, Tottenham brought in Richarlison. Oh, Richarlison. Oh, my God. Buddy. Oh, yeah, that's why I forgot about it. Yeah, Richarlison. The guy who I, I don't know if he's going to make any impact this season. I, re, I really don't because they brought him in for like fifty million pounds. I he's not he's not worth that. I I'm biased because I'm a Liverpool fan and fuck Richarlison. But at the same time, I still don't think he's worth fifty million pounds. Like I he's a decent player, but like who does he overtake in the lineup? I don't think you. I mean, like, I don't, yeah. I, at the bottom, I don't think he overtakes Kulisevsky, and he certainly Maybe just doesn't depth, overtake. But that's an expensive depth, depth that, player right there. That is a very expensive depth player. So I, I just – like that front line of Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, nobody's touching that. Like I, I just don't understand why they bought Richarlison. Is he a good player? Sure. I just don't I – don't, I don't know why they bought him for depth because I, I don't think he's going to make that much of an impact in that team. But I, I, that aside, aside of the fact of Richarlison, I think that front line is fantastic and they're going to put up the numbers against Southampton. No problem. Conte is just such a good manager. And I think I saw a graphic one time where it compared Lacazette to Richarlison and just they had about the exact same stats through like the past couple of years or so. And I mean, yeah, Richarlison, he, he gets a good amount of goals, but, yeah, not a huge fan of him either. I'm, I was surprised Tottenham made that move. But Conte, he's just um, such a good manager that he can, you know, get a team a couple wins just by his strategy and just by his, you know, man management and coaching. He, he's impressive. So I think Tottenham will definitely get this win. No doubt about it. Yeah. And um, the last game at 10 a.m. on Saturday, we have Leeds United hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm very excited to see this one, and I, this might be well. This might be the 10 a.m. game I watch because I, I have a choice of four, and I'm, I'm very interested in Newcastle, Nottingham Forest. But I'm very interested in watching Leeds United under Jesse Marsh right now because bringing in Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson, and on the fact that Tyler Adams was only like 18 million or, or 20 million or something like that, I couldn't believe he was that cheap. Brendan Aronson, 30 mil, I. That's around what they said he was going to go for, so I, I believe that. But twenty mil for Tyler Adams, damn, that I, that's a steal. You sold Rafinha for fifty or sixty. You brought in the guy to replace him, and and then you sold Calvin Phillips and brought in the guy to replace Calvin Phillips, and they're American under an American coach. I think publicity wise and on the field performance, Leeds are one of the winners of this transfer window, in my opinion. I, I yeah, think, I, I think they're, sure. they're going to be really good. They're not going to be pushing for Europe anytime soon, I don't think. But they're not going to have the scare they had last season. <laughs> so I know I, I want to believe so bad that they will push for like a Europe spot. But I mean, I, they're much watch must watch TV. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I, Brendan Aronson, I think, is going to light up this league. I think he's going to score ten goals this season, and that is not just because I'm a Philadelphia Union fan. <laughs> I think I think he has the ability to score 10, 10 goals in the Premier League this season. Wow! So I that would just be so awesome to see. Oh, that it'd be great. We and, and leading up into the World Cup, having Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson have that chemistry playing together every week. I, I think that's going to be really beneficial for one thing. <laughs> they're they're playing together all the time, so they know each other really well. I mean, they already did, but and if they're both in form, how do you not play those two in the starting eleven going into the oh. World Cup? Tyler Adams, I think, is a lock. But Brendan Aronson, he you know, definitely started some games, but I could see it playing out. Maybe Yunus Musa gets the nod over him or something like that. But the, the thing with Aronson, yeah, the thing with Aronson with, with the national team, I think he play, he can play through the middle 
of a of a middle like uh, midfield three, but he can play on the wing too. Like I, I I think he is beneficial to the U.S. men's national team because of his link up play, where he did it in the Union, he did it at Salzburg. I think he's going to do it for Leeds, and he does it for the for the U.S. men's national team anytime he plays. He either plays in the midfield or on the wing. And I, I think you have the midfield of Tyler Adams, Yunus Musa, and either Aronson or McKenney if he's healthy. I, I'd take him, honestly, and put Aronson on the right wing with Giorena on the left and honestly throw Timmy Weah up top because we can't fucking figure out our striker problem. Just put a guy that knows how to, to, to do it. I I would honestly have T- Timothy Weah just up front or, or put him on the wing have and have to. Brendan Aronson as a false nine. I, I don't know. These are things that Greg Berhalter has no idea how to do. He's st- Sebastian Legette just got a move from New England Revolutions to FC or FC Dallas, I think. I made a joke to some friends today that like Berhalter sees that and is like, "Oh, that youngster got a great move. You're in the squad, man." <laughs> like I, I just that's a whole another topic. But Leeds. I think they did a great job in the transfer window. They're, I, I think they're going to have a good season. I can see them winning at home against Wolves. Wolves haven't done shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say this is a clinical 2 nothing win for Leeds. I'm with you. I'm going to be rooting for Leeds all season, so um, I'm down for that one. Wolves, I, I don't really know. Nothing really comes to the top of my mind with transfers. I wasn't able to really get a good look into them, but. I don't know. Could this potentially be like a, a relegation battle team around there? I, I don't see why it's not. It's possible. So that's something to watch out for. Yeah. Um, moving on to the last game on Saturday at 12:30 PM Eastern time, uh, Everton hosting Chelsea. So Chelsea have been just absolutely violated in the transfer market this, this summer, just mostly by Barcelona, but they, I don't know. They they have some deals. I mean, Kukurea from from Brighton, Fabrizio Romano said it was a here we go, and then Brighton came out on Twitter and said that is not a thing. Uh, that made me laugh today. Um, I Chelsea. I don't know how I I don't know how I feel about their transfer business. I mean, bringing Raheem Sterling like that's a good signing. That's always going to be a good signing. He is in his prime. One of the best England wingers currently, well, just one of the best England players right now, um, fills a fills a position that I don't know if they needed to fill. Um, they still have Hakim Ziyech, Pulisic still there, Timo Werner can play on the wing, Kai Havertz is there. Like I, I don't know if they needed to get another winger, but Raheem Sterling is premierly proven. It's not like you're buying Timo Werner and getting you're gonna get Raheem Sterling results there's no doubt about it he will fit into that team I just I I don't know they had other needs and it's not gonna matter for this first game because Everton are fucking dog shit they they sold probably their best player in Richarlison and didn't really replace him and even if they had Richarlison man they're I I think they're gonna flirt with relegation again this season so I think this will be an easy Chelsea away win. Uh, probably, probably, maybe Everton stick one pass. So I'm, I'm going to go three one. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on this one. Um, except I think that Chelsea's transfer window was actually a lot better. Like it really wasn't that bad. I think they actually had a pretty decent transfer window, all things considered, because getting the new ownership and making sure that the ownership will actually spend money their first season. I mean, I guess they probably want to insert a lot of their own players into the squad. Um, but Todd or the Bowley guy, their new man, their new owner. Yeah. Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley. Yeah. He's been doing a great job um, getting some players in like Sterling and Koulibaly. And I think the fact that they're getting Connor Gallagher in the midfield, uh, that's a huge plus defenders losing Rudiger and Christensen. That's a big miss um but um the golo conte he's getting older now and we are seeing that with he's getting injuries he usually wasn't he was very last season was very injury prone haven't really seen that in his career previously um but he's like a he's a title winning player when he's healthy and he's in form he's just so good 
Um, so I feel like you can't underestimate Chelsea just because of that one player. Hopefully he can continue with some good form of the season. And my last thing is, like five or six years ago, imagine if you heard that Thiago Silva and Koulibaly were center backs for Chelsea. You'd be like, that's insane. Like, that is a really crazy center back duo right there. But, um, yeah, I think Everton are really bad too. So, uh, Chelsea at minus 155, um, money line to win that. I think that's a really good bet right there because they do have a lot of good attacking talent. Going to be tough to figure it out, but yeah, easy, easy dub here, probably two nothing. Don't don't bring up betting here. I I don't know if you're an OG EPL boys listener, but I used to have JD's gambling corner on this. Oh, podcast. Well, that's why I am an OG. So that's why I uh, I waited okay. to bring up some lines. But yeah, there's some good ones this weekend. But right. I'm not aware yeah. of the new JD. Yeah, I man, it's been a while since I've like legitimately bet bet on soccer. Like I did it a little bit, but to to, to go on a tangent here. Um, I please do this summer. I was betting on like U.S. women's national team because that's always a fucking lock, you know, because it's yeah, it spread is. like five and a half or something. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> plus five, five plus goals. Yeah, that's a lock. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I I lost so much money the first no. Premier League season, like 2020 2021 season. I probably lost like three hundred dollars just on small bets like every episode when i was like actually doing it it is this league is so hard to actually put money on (laughs) it's so hard i know football is way better to bet on but soccer i feel like i just have to sometimes i always just have a little action going on oh yeah no no it's super fun like don't get me wrong but like to do it for the for the podcast oh man like it was it's it's a responsibility for sure i've done some parlays that i like to give out too and you know when they don't hit but to, to, yeah, yeah. To, to anyone listening right now that has been listening to the EPL boys from the beginning, like, if you remember me doing my, like, parlay of the week, like, fuck me. I wish I had that money back because, <laughs> goddamn. But, yeah, no, Chelsea, yeah, we're, we're, we're in agreement. Like, Chelsea, you're going to smash Everton here. Um, next game, first game on Sunday uh, at 9 a.m., Leicester City ho- hosting Brentford. This is an interesting one because if – well, not even if. I, I think Brentford are going to do well here. I was going to say, even if Kasper Schmeichel didn't just move to Nice today for a million year, or a million pounds, like I, I could not believe there's only one million. I know Kasper Schmeichel's like older, but like 34, maybe 35. That's not the oldest goalkeeper ever. Um, I just was a little surprised it was that little money. And also, why did he leave? He, he was a legend at Leicester City. I, I don't know, but Leicester City have a lot of questions. Wesley Fofana might might make a transfer deadline day move. Um, same with James Madison. I there's a lot of reports with Chelsea interested. I I, I don't know. Le- Leicester are an interesting team. Yuri Tielemans. They're so tough a, to figure out. They, they are. They have so many good players. Well, that midfield is absurd. Yuri mm-hmm. Tielemans, James Madison, and um, Wilfred Ndidi. I just it is insane. That is an insane midfield. It's very rare we see that midfield. Uh, they always have something. Harvey like Barnes injuries. is nasty. He's so good. Harvey Barnes, nasty. Jamie Vardy can still fucking play. Uh, Potts and Daka was an insane signing. I, I could not believe they pulled that one off uh, last yeah. last January, I think. Um, Ian Ocho is still there. He could do something. Um, Jamie Vardy is a perfect super sub i'd say because matt yeah, was yeah. last episode he's fallen off but i think we know that already like he, he's been in decline and, but he's still a good player you just can't expect too much and that's why they bought pots and daka i i think yeah. i think he's a great replacement starter and then you bring jamie vardy off the bench to score those goals you need when you need them yeah and so i in this game i think this is going to be a very entertaining game back and forth brentford are lively and i they I haven't really been following too much of their transfer business, but if they keep most of the same team, I know they still have Tony. Um, Serge Canos, I forgot about him, but I know he's still playing there. I like him. He he was really good in the very beginning of last season. Maybe he'll have the same effect. I'm going to say this is a very entertaining draw. Uh, maybe like a 1-1 or a 2-2. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, this is for sure a game that I'd stay away from because uh, last season, soccer heads were always saying that we – 
were pretty afraid to bet against Brentford. They always seem to get results. And I saw a uh, thing on social media. They have a pretty good, um, I, what do you call it? I guess um, the transfer window team, the, the, you know, the team that brings in new transfers and sells players, I guess they have a really great analytics department. So they've made some really good signings and I feel like they're really good at doing business in the transfer market. So I, I just, their team, uh, I stay away from, I never have too much faith that they'd win, but they're, they do uh, get some good draws and some good late winners in there with Tony getting some good goals, but this is a game. I think that would be a draw as well. Tough, tough to figure out both teams right now. We'll have to see a couple of games. Yeah, really th- th- this is a good example of let the season start and play out, um, and and <laughs> we'll reconvene when Leicester City and Brentford have played a few games. But um, yeah, on to the last, good. yeah, on to the last two games, uh, both on Sunday, Manchester United hosting Brighton. Um, I I feel I feel weird about this game. And and I'll go second, um, Connor. How do you feel about this game? Because I, I have weird feelings. Okay, I'm gonna give a little more positive uh, Man United vibes than maybe Matt would even give them. But I mean, with the good manager, I think Ralph Ragnick really screwed the team last season. Like he was just <laughs> bad. I mean, Man United's bad, but they just made he made them so much worse. He was he so was like I flex, feel like he was like flex seal. Yeah, but that that flex seal the commercials. I mean, that product seems amazing on the commercials. <laughs> I've never got it myself, but but in I practice, mean, yeah. it's probably shit. Oh man, probably. But I mean, Ragnick was terrible. If Ronaldo, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, from all that I understand, is still Cristiano Ronaldo. All this news is, you know, sees in this transfer window's been happening during the summer. Crazy. I mean, Ronaldo, he's still elite. He's still one of the best in the world. So. If he can play well and Jane Sancho and um, McFred, I don't love that midfield at all. I think, you know, Erickson and Bruno Fernandez and Sancho, Rashford and Christian Ronaldo, great attacking options. But De Jong would be perfect for them. Actually, you know what a very interesting thing is? I don't think people bring up too much. Um, they got Lissandro Martinez from Ajax, but why has no other players really seemed interested to be playing with Ten Hag? Is it because of Man United and their dysfunction right now? Or do players not actually like playing for Ten Hag that much? I I think <laughs> I have I'm biased against Lissandro Martinez because of his comments about Van Dyke. Um being in his stature, I, I, I try not to height shame people, but um Oh, you're you pretty can't, good at that. <laughs> you can't be five nine and say, Oh, Van Dyke's only good for his speed. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are going to get clowned in this league. I'm sorry. But I to your point of are players not interested in playing under 10 dog, I think it I I'm hesitant to say it doesn't matter the manager because it could matter like it could matter. Like say Zinedine Zidane came into Manchester United and had full control. Yeah, I think a lot of players would come to Manchester United. Like De Jong would probably want to go to Man United. If a, or a manager at the caliber of Zinedine Zidane, maybe not actually Zidane, mm-hmm. but Ten Hag is a different manager where, yes, he's done well at Ajax, but other than that, he he he's just, he's won the Eredivisie, okay, but he hasn't really tested, you know, the Champions League. They didn't even win it last season, and they had one of their best squads ever. Yeah, well, exactly. But yeah, but he has won. He he has won yeah. before, mm-hmm. so For sure. he has that. But but it's not like it's not like he's done in the Premier League or he's done in Italy or he's done in Spain or you know really gotten super far in in uh, Champions League because I don't think he was there. Was he there? Um, I I might be wrong. Was he there uh, in the Champions League when they lost to Tottenham in the semifinals a couple years ago? He was. Yep. Was that him? Okay. Okay. You know what? I take that back. Then he's gone far in the Champions League. But and he was there when they beat Real Madrid in the knockout uh, yeah, stage okay. as well. Yeah. Okay. I I think he could be really good for United. He could be. I, I he is probably the right manager at this time for Manchester United. He is better than Oli, and uh, he's got he's fucking better than Ragnick. I I I don't think Ragnick took this job seriously. 
I don't think he did. I don't think he came in. I don't think he took it seriously at one bit. I think he wanted to be the sporting director and they asked him to be manager for six months. And he realized how shit the club was at the time and was like, fuck it. Let me go. Let me go coach Austria. (laughs) So that That was insane. Yeah, that was an insane pivot. But um, this game interests me because Brighton are not that great but they have a knack for being good against certain teams. And they have Danny Welbeck, and he seems to do well against the former teams. I think United are still going to win this game. They're at home. I, I feel like they have to. If they if they lose to Brighton, I don't know what the, what the fans are going to do because it came out today that, like, the eight of the ten most abused, like, soccer players on Twitter – or just on social media in general, there was, I don't know why this was a study, but it was, and it came out the other day that the the top 10 most abused players in, in, I don't know if it was a world football or in the premier, it was probably just like eight of the 10 were Manchester United players. And I, I remember seeing something like that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Look, that, that makes sense. Like, honestly, that checks out. I'm not surprised. Put like eight of the 10, like, damn, (laughs) I just I, if they don't beat Brighton on opening day at home, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to go with them. I, I think they have to win this game, and it's the first. I game agree. Season. I'm so I'm so excited to see what it's like watching a reality TV show with Man United. Oh, You're yeah. like, I don't actually like watching it, but it's like I can't take my eyes off because they're like a train wreck. <laughs> And they're so and like when they lose, they lose bad. When they win, you're like, oh my god, this is a four nil victory. They're they're back. Oh, they're back. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're back. So they are so much fun to watch. Brighton, <laughs> it's like I'm looking at them, and I'm trying to think. They've sold so many players. Cucurella, like you said, is probably leaving. They've sold probably. so many defenders, <laughs> and I'm like. They still have like Lewis Dunk and so many good players, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, Lewis Dunk I, I, sleeper I like fantasy it. pick. Dude scores like seven yeah. goals a season as from center back. Yeah, I'm like, okay, all these guys are you know actually not too bad. They still have some good players there, so I'm gonna go with Man United because I think Ten Hag is the option. Although I was saying that no one really, no Ajax players really want to come play with him he's tough and Ronaldo and him are not getting along but I think he's being tough on Ronaldo and being like hey you need some more fitness um because you weren't here for most of the preseason and I was like what do you mean like no and then Tenog is like no you can't just cause a scene like you did even if you want to leave you know you got to fight your way back in the squad which I respect but I don't know why teams are saying they don't want Cristiano Ronaldo he's so good (laughs) yeah I Ronaldo he 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 is a prima donna of a player, but that yeah. doesn't. But see, the thing is that that's okay for him because if he starts, he will score for you. Like it doesn't matter to the team. Like I personally don't like him. I I think I think in his later career, the teams he's joined, Juventus and now Manchester United, have he's been a cancer to the team. I th- I think overall, yes, he's been he's done very well for those teams but I don't think he's helped the team achieve the goals that they probably have could have achieved where with Juventus, they didn't win the champions league. That's what they bought him for United. They didn't get champions league qualification, which is what they bought him for. So I, I even with the goals last season, bringing in Ronaldo, I think was very detrimental to United in a progressive way. I, I, I think they needed to build from the bottom not just go buy the guy that's going to sell you shirts. And I, this season, I he's probably going to score 15 goals again this season. He probably will. I just mm-hmm. don't think that's going to help them in the long run. So I I have them beating Brighton, but I, I yeah. don't know. I, I don't totally know. understand that perspective, but I very much disagree. I think just Ronaldo, Rashford could move inside. He could move outside. But um, it is so interesting with Man United right now. Um, yeah, Brighton. I think they'll. I think they'll get the dub here, and they could even be playing for you know a nice Europa League okay. because top okay. four will be really really tough. Yeah. Man yeah. United. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the final game, which I think is the game of the weekend. 
And I think I think the Premier League schedulers know that it's the game of the weekend. That's why they put it on Sunday at, by itself. Um, at 11.30 a.m., we got West Ham hosting Manchester City. I am so excited to watch this game. I will be watching it on my phone at my girlfriend's volleyball tournament outside. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll literally be under like a 10 by 10 tent watching my girlfriend play volleyball with her team out like in, in a I think it's doubles this weekend. By the way, yeah, my Connor, you don't know this. My girlfriend, she plays volleyball like every weekend, uh, like amateur like stuff. But um That's this cool. Sunday, I'll literally be sitting under a tent, like eyes up on like watching her game and then also on my phone, like watching the West Ham Man City game because I will not miss this game. This will Let's be go. electric. Like City coming off um a, a good preseason, but a I again like community shield say what you want about it. I don't think it means much. But it is the it is the game leading into the season. So I think Liverpool are on a high going into the season. I think City are not on a low, but you know they they could be higher up in spirits if they would have won that. So I this is going to be such a good game. I I can't get over it. West Ham have done so good in the market. They they're I think they're going to get Onana from um, from uh, Wheel, and then they got some Skamaka. I forget who they bought him from, but that's striker. That's a good uh, a good player. I think it's over 30 mil. They still have Mikel Antonio. He's going to be good for them. Uh, ben Rama, Jared Bowen. I mean, Jared Bowen is going to make the England squad. I think he has to. If he plays well the first couple months this season, he has to make that England squad. And I think he knows that. I think he's going to pop off this season. And I I, I drafted him in, in my fantasy Premier League draft. He's, I the, made, he's a winger, right? He's yeah, he's a yeah. He usually plays as a winger, but okay. he cuts in a lot. He cuts in a lot and scores a lot of goals. So I am excited to see this West Ham team. I think it's going to be closer than it looks on paper, but City are going to win. I think City away are probably still going to edge out the victory. Um, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to say yeah, four, I agree. I'm going to say gonna be, yeah. You're hyping me up for this. I didn't really think about it that much, but I'm like, damn, this one is actually think about it. City, oh, yeah. City away to West Ham in London. Like I think I think City are went four two, but like I think it's gonna be really entertaining. Where did West Ham's new striker come from? You were talking about him in the last I, pod. Um man, hold on. I gotta look it up. Was hold it on. Sasasula? It's Skamaka. Where did he come from? Uh one sec, one sec, one sec. He's Italian. Where was he playing? I forget what they bought him from, but he he looks yeah, the Sassasula. part. Sassasula, okay. He looks the part. I I remember I remember reading about it and and just his his stats and he he looks the part. He's only he's only twenty three. Like that is that seriously West Ham they fucking do deals like that. That is a great deal. They got Saeed Ben Rama, they got Jared Bowen, they got Skamaka. Mikel Antonio is not getting any younger, so getting a guy in in place of him, that's really good business in my opinion. So I. <laughs> Damn. I know, but the thing about Sasasulo is they have Berardi and they have this guy Skamaka, and they never really do well in the table. I mean, they're barely top half. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have too much faith in these guys, but I also don't know too much about them. Um, I guess he's 6'5". You're, you guys were saying last episode, crazy height, some speed in there. So that would be interesting. I don't know enough, but I just feel like I I didn't really hear too much about him um, before this kind of window, but I guess he, he seems like he could be all right. Those are the I know you're players. right. <laughs> the ones, yeah. the ones that don't have the hype but cost. A and lot. those are the best because it's just like more awesome players to watch. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm super excited for this weekend. I don't know about you, but like, I, I have. I, we said it right before we started, but like, I. It's only been like two months, but I I have just yeah. been missing the Premier League. Like I I am so excited. It's like I I have made myself do things on the weekend that I would not have done because I would be watching the Premier League. And I'm so excited to now lay in bed until 3 p.m. on a Saturday because I'm watching the Premier League. Like I I can't wait. I just can't. Wait. I can't wait. I feel like so many teams got better this season in the Premier League. Yep. I, I think you would disagree with this, but I feel like there's such a big difference between the top six talent 
and like the rest of the Premier League. It's tough when you have teams like West Ham. I just feel like they have some good players like Suchek and Rice, but they don't have Bowen is pretty good too. But I don't see the superstar on their team. I feel like all the top six teams have a superstar um, in a couple of them. So I think it will be similar like it has been in the past where it'll be Liverpool, Man City um, fighting for that spot. But I think the top six will be much closer and there will be a few other teams still close into the race at the end. Um, So that's what I think I'm really excited for. Um, Just a little more parity in the league. You guys are high on Arsenal. I'm all for that. I think Arteta, I can't wait to watch the new Amazon documentary. That's going to be so awesome. I think it's coming out like today or tomorrow or something. Yo, I cannot wait to watch that. Did, um, did you see, so there was a funny thing that came out and maybe I, as a Liverpool fan, I just see like Liverpool, like, you know, news and stuff like that. Um, there was a really funny thing that came out about the Arsenal or nothing. So there was like a two minute clip that was leaked. And I think it was like officially leaked. Like it wasn't like a, a weird leak. It was just, they, they uh, released like this two minute clip of Mikel Arteta from last season talking about training for before one of the games against Liverpool. And it was against, it was against Liverpool at Anfield. So it could have been two games because they played him at Anfield in the Carabao cup. And then also in the league, obviously. And Mikel Arteta had, you'll never walk alone blasting on speakers on the, on the training pitch. And he was saying, he was explaining, saying, like, this is the only stadium that I've I've ever felt, like, uneasy playing in. So we're going to train with You'll Never Walk Alone blaring on speakers. And it is, I mean, there's, like, so there's one thing, there's two things. Liverpool beat Arsenal at, like, at Anfield for nothing in the league. But then they, or they drew nil-nil in the Carabao Cup at Anfield. So, we, I, we don't know. Like, there's no context. We, we don't know which one he was preparing for. So it was either a master stroke or a complete fail. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It took me a second when you talked about him playing um, on the speakers during practice. I was like, wait, is he like a massive Liverpool fan for some reason? But I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. no. Like, proud no he, he was just saying like, he wants the, awesome. he wants the players smart. to like practice it. And so it was either a master stroke and they drew no no yeah. in the week up or it was just a complete fail. They lost 4 nothing. But I, I just... I died laughing. Not not because I don't think it was like a good idea. Like I'm not saying that. I just think mm-hmm. Arteta may have been overthinking it a little bit at the time. I just I I laughed because it was just an out of context clip, and I was just yeah. like, oh my god, that's so funny. But I love it. I, I think I, I think he is a good manager. No, no, he is. He is. I I, I think he may have been overthinking it in that situation. But For I sure. Yeah, it definitely good, could be. He is a good manager overall. I think what he's done with Arsenal this summer. I, it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Arsenal all or nothing. I I think it's not going to be. I think it's going to be interesting. I just don't think it's going to really reflect what Arsenal are going to do this season. I think all, the all or nothings are never good for teams. <laughs> they never look good for teams. And I think Arsenal are going to be yeah. good this season. So, like, I, I, I don't think. It's really it looked gonna... good for Man City because they just like were winning the title, no well, problem nobody, during nobody, that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about yeah, that. Yeah, they probably have, that was probably the lowest ratings I've ever had. For yeah, that's sure. nobody. Nobody cares about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I they need Jose to do that was more. awesome on the Tottenham one. Oh, I never watched God, it was... all the way through, but I've seen a couple episodes. There's of each. there's so many good just screenshots and clips from that. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, but I, I I'm excited for that. I, I'm so excited for the league to be back. I I just can't stress it enough. But um, yeah. Do you play I, the so, game Football Manager? I was just gonna ask. Oh, you know, I downloaded it. I I I I got a gaming PC a couple months ago, and I downloaded it with the uh, Xbox Game Pass, and I just never tried it. I I still yeah, have it downloaded. I I just never. I, I got I, it one year, and it was just kind of hard to figure out. Um. But I think it is really good. So I think I might I've get heard it. That. I've, I've heard know. that. I, I've heard that. I, 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 and I feel like I'd like it. I just, I think with with FIFA career mode, where I, I pretty much play FIFA career mode like I would Football Manager from what I've heard True. about it. I just like the idea that if I want to, I could play a game. 
like where yeah, that's, that's not so the case of football manager where like in, in FIFA, it's like, I usually sim all the games unless it's like a crazy game, like the championship yeah. final, obviously I'm going to play it, but um, <laughs> it, it's nice when I take a team from the fourth tier to eventually reach the Champions League final, it's fun to see those players that were like 68 rated and now they're 92 rated. Like it's fun to actually use them in game then, like just for a game or two. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. No, I but, agree. Um, yeah. You get a big signing yeah. for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, I hope everyone listening is. Connor, um, where can people find you with Soccer Heads? For sure, Soccer Ed's podcast. It's funny because me and my co-host Blair, um, we're both named Connor. So on the podcast, like we use our nicknames. I'm C Mac, and he's his last name is Blair. Um, so it is funny when we have when you have a Connor coming on a podcast as a guest like this. I am C Mac, <laughs> um, so we got Blair as well. But yeah, Soccer Ed's podcast. Um, really on podcast forms and for TikTok. Instagram and Twitter, TikTok. We've been trying to post on, bro. Oh, you can get like TikTok. crazy views on there, and it's so funny. Like, God, I'm, such I'm such a boomer. I'm such a boomer. TikTok. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I had like a Gareth Bale one taken down one time when I was just saying he's the best British player. I think it's just like too many British players were like, he's not know, British. Supporting my not. account. Yeah. Too many British people. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, so that's it. I appreciate coming on. I'm, I'm glad that I got to fill in for Matt. Definitely. Yeah, did not live up to uh, his standards and how good he is, but hopefully I, I did all right. <laughs> I don't know, man. He is he's pretty bland sometimes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, no, I I was happy to have you. Uh, first time kind of driving the podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing this next couple of weeks. Did great, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> while Matt's on his honeymoon. Um, I will say to to all of y'all listening, um, our last episode. That was two hours long, and it was a full season preview. That was the most listened to episode we've ever put out, and by far margin. I mean, not even close. Like not Let's not even. Close. It was so good. It really was. And, yeah, and and like I, there, I, I was like screaming at my, you know, phone listening to you guys and some of your wild <laughs> takes. But I was just like, come on! I was like, no. Oh no, dude! Like, I I told so Matt, wrong, I was like. So- I told Matt right before we started, I was like, this is going to be a long one. He's like, yeah. I know. yeah. And yeah, it, it was by far the most listened to episode. And I, I texted Matt today and I told, I told him the numbers and, and he was, he was like shocked. He's like, please thank the listeners in the episode. That's the kind of guy Matt is. He's just like, he's in Italy on his honeymoon. He's like, Jay, don't best. forget to thank the listeners. Like no fucking shit, Matt. Like, so I thank you, all of you listeners. Thank you so much. Please like, share, subscribe, give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, whatever the fuck you're listening on. It should be Spotify. I don't know who the fuck listened to Apple Music, but either way, look us up. We're fun. I I think I'm going to have a fun time running the social media account on Instagram over the next two weeks. I'm going to take that from Matt. Um, I'm going to do a lot of memes because Matt is not good at the memes. I'm very good at the memes. So (laughs) that'll be fun. So look out for those. Give us a follow there at the EPL boys. And um, yeah, we we actually don't we're not set on who we're gonna have as a guest next. So uh, Connor did a great job here. So whoever it is is gonna have to follow this. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, if uh, if you're interested, send us a DM on Instagram, and uh, we will we will figure it out. But um, other than that, Connor, uh, I hope you had a good time. I sure did. But um, I had a great time. I'd love to get you guys on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, on the well, uh, podcast it would be interesting because i feel like an episode yeah. where we're just like you know almost no no agenda just talking about some thought that we've had that it's we well, should have done it this summer but just have us no have us uh have matt and i on um like during the world cup or something yeah that'd be awesome yeah, yeah so it's just like super like it's not like what we normally talk about we're just yeah mm-hmm. Cause like we, Matt and I love going on like an MLS podcast. <laughs> exactly. Not yeah. what we talk about normally, but we're both very yeah. passionate about. <laughs> yeah, and you, we all know enough and everything, so it yeah. will be fun. We can get some good uh, takes up there, some thoughts. Yeah, talk yeah, about definitely. Hopefully, USA winning it. That'll be awesome. Yeah, bring it home. Yeah, definitely, probably not. But all right, well, for uh, for you, Connor, and for me, please have a great fucking weekend i'm so excited for them really to be back and uh yeah have a good night now peace peace out